to Wrestling is Hard, where every side is the dark side of the ring, and everything goes back to AAA, including El Ijo del Vikingo. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number Four Wrestling. Email questions, complaints at Wrestling is Hard at gmail.com. I am Jim. Brandon, hello. How are you? How was your week? How's the water situation in Northern Liberties? How are you feeling, buddy? Everything's good. I got 15 gallons of Deer Park now. I don't know what to do with them going back to town, apparently. So, yeah. <laughs> Besides that, not too much going on. Listeners, if you're unaware, we uh, are, were, were, we just found out we're no longer, we were in a water emergency because, strange, not going to say anything too political, but, you know, the um, industrial complex seems to be breaking down in the United States. There's train crashes all over the place. Shareholders sure are making a lot of money, but man, we little people are getting fucked and a company dumped, whether it intentionally or unintentionally, dumped a bunch of, uh, what, latex into the Delaware River? Latex finishing solution, whatever that is. Liquid latex. Yeah, liquid latex. My butthole is a balloon right now. Hold on. My butthole is a balloon right now. Hey. 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 Stone great. They're gonna get old. Um, so uh, yeah, we had to. Uh, there was a, a basically mini riots throughout Philadelphia. People fist fighting for bottles of water. Four hundred, five hundred pound people in uh, uh, go 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 on your hover rounds, fist fighting in the Walmart to get the water that they're never gonna use. And uh, yeah, city government didn't handle it all that great. But uh, I'll tell you, I got about twenty gallons of water in my house that all came from the tap. That's just been. I got it all stored, ready for the apocalypse. Chris thoughts? Yeah, I have many, but I, 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 you know, I was just this was what I was going to say earlier. I'll say it now uh, because of, like you said, the, <laughs> the infrastructure is just collapsing. <laughs> this country, the industrial complex, is falling, falling apart. By choice, it's by choice. They don't want to put any money into it. They no, want to keep. Do you? Yeah, they want to keep giving themselves raises. Banks are closing. You know, it's the same shit over and over again. Um, do you remember? I mean, I know you guys remember. We've had this conversation about one time about how long before it becomes ironic to wear a MAGA hat. We're getting there. Well, I think we're there. I think everything is such a fucking joke at this point. I mean, MAGA guy is getting locked up every day. I'm going to arrest me. Stop protest their freedoms. He's yelling. The other one's yelling. Fucking chemicals are burning. <laughs> this is fucking insanity. And I think we're at that point where it's just like, I don't even give a fuck anymore. I really don't. And the I farmers, really fucking the children don't. of the farmers, maybe they're for your children. They can inherit your money. Maybe you don't like them, but that's okay. Because you won't pay taxes on it anyway. Actual quote from Maggot King. Brandon, go ahead. God. Frankly, what does he say? Frankly, I don't think you owe him anything. He's like, <laughs> that was, I started laughing at that. I did not believe it was real. It took me a little while to believe that it was actually real. There you go. Maybe you don't love them. Maybe they deserved it. Either way, I don't think you owe him anything. It's but if so, you do, <laughs> it's so self aware about his voters. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how many, how many of his voters' parents or families have just abandoned them now? Because they're like, right. Oh, God, our team's going to win in the next World Series in two years. I can't wait. I'm a diehard fan of MAGA. That their families have just uh, abandoned them, and now they're alone. He's like, I know none of your families like you, but that's okay because you won't have to pay taxes. <laughs> Vote for me. Oh, what a time. What a time to be alive, brother. 
if you want to go full irony edgelord, I think maybe funnier than the MAGA hat is the keep America great. As if it's, if we're in a greatness right now, I might have yeah, to get one keep of that. Yeah, keep it. This <laughs> is great. It is. This is great. <laughs> this is my top ten biggest fucking cities. Changed in the nothing. States that we had to fucking <laughs> conserve water because it was poisoned. <laughs> and apparently, I just saw the, I just saw on the news before we started recording that um, yeah, these people fuck up a lot up there in Bristol. A lot of fuck ups in that factory in Bristol. Something like the twentieth since like nineteen ninety or something. Yeah, now I'm gonna be blowing. I'm gonna be blowing them little latex balloons. This is old man shit. I'm sorry. I'm gonna be (laughs) blowing them little latex balloons through a straw. Remember them, Jim? Yeah. Oh yeah. What the fuck were they made at? Was it latex? It was like some kind of plastic. Smelled awful. And it and it came in a metal tube. Brandon, so it was this stuff that you got like a hard plastic straw. Thin, hard plastic straw. And it came in a metal tube, as Chris is describing. And you took like a, a dollop of it, like a little ball of it. You put it on the edge of the, you guys, Brandon, you're way too young for this. On the edge of this tiny little straw. And it was like rainbow. Looked like a rainbow. And you would blow it. And you would form these bubbles made out of some kind of, <laughs> it was absolutely insane. And it was 100% poison. That's going to be the, the tip of your penis when you go pee. It's going to have a little film over the the edge of it, and so you go pee and just slowly fill that self-filling balloon that pops all over your toilet. <laughs> We're running. We only so got wait. three left. <laughs> so wait, hold on. They actually sell this stuff on Amazon. Okay, what's it called? Balloonies. 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 Plastic balloons variety pack. It's oh, $6.96. Know, Made in China, obviously. Serious stuff. Um, yeah, and it comes with straws, and it, you want to talk about phthalates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some phthalates for you. <laughs> as soon as you open that, your tank shrinks. Yep. Every package is like a three-year-old just sucking it. Ugh. Oh, it's gross. Yeah, it was definitely like, oh, God, it, was, it had to be. Pure. It was noxious. I remember so the smell of it. All right. So in, in the in the U.S., it was called super elastic bubble plastic, and it was manufactured by Whammo. Okay. Mm. It consisted of a tube of viscous plastic and a thin straw used to blow semi-solid bubbles. Mm. Oh God! Remember that stuff? Yeah. Cali mutants. Cali mutants. He's the god. <laughs> Doctor Who reference. Oh, you Doctor Who fans ever watched Doctor Who in the seventies? Calid mutants were everywhere. We used to blow them, so like they were kind of solid. Yeah, they were real. When the air conditioner was on, the air conditioning unit, we'd blow them by the air conditioning unit, and they would turn like rock solid from the cold air. Then we would like gum them all together. I'm I'm sure I chewed on it at some point. Like, oh, you, uh, you you probably uh, found them in a the trash and ate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listen to our listen to our last week's episode if you want to find out about my trash eating episodes. All right, any final thoughts before we move on? <laughs> no, I'm good. Chris. He's got something. I know. Uh so uh real quick, okay, I'm gonna go through some stardom news. Do you guys want spoilers or not? Yeah, why not? Okay. Okay, uh Wakasukiyama and uh uh, Tom Nakano faced off against Nanai Takahashi and Kyrie at a New Blood show. If uh, Wakasukiyama lost, she was out. She won. 
I still haven't watched the show. It was on pay-per-view, and I wasn't fucking paying 50 bucks for it. No, thank you. But she won. She finally won. First time she won in two and a half years. It's her first win ever. And all of professional wrestling. I'm not just talking about stardom. Since she started professional wrestling, she has never won. So she won. I haven't watched it yet, but that happened. Also, uh, the Cinderella tournament is going on. First first round, a uh, bunch of draws. But here's who came through. A bunch of people got draws. So Momo Watsonabi went through. She's got a bye. She's not facing anybody. My Sakurai beat Julia. She's facing the Mariah May, who is, if you remember, she's in Cosmic uh, Angels Offshoot Club Venus. Uh, Siri is facing off Saki Kashima. Wakasukiyama won again. And she's got a bye. Uh, a new member named Xena. X-E-N-A. She's from Australia. She's facing off against Thekla. Saida versus Mirai. We got Natsuko Tori versus Tom Nakano. And Ami Sori's got a bye too because Starlight Kid and Haruko Masaki, um, drew. So there you go. Uh, good old Cinderella tournament. It's always usually about new people getting through. So we got some upsets in there. So it's going to happen. So there you go. That's what we have going forward with stardom. Not much else to talk about there. Brandon, you got any questions? Thoughts? Concerns? No, that sounded like a uh, strip club sports radio ad. There, the uh, check out. Uh, come see the cosmic cosmic angels at Club Venus. Club 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 Venus. Mariah May, Mariah May, please approach the stage. Mariah May, Zena, A E E, and Thecla. Come on, oh boy, nothing on that, Chris. Chris got wiping his eyes. All right, how about CM Punk? Do we really want, do we want to talk about this? Do we want to talk about this? Brandon, do we want to talk about this? No. I don't think so. I mean, what is it? Do we have a take? No, I don't really have a take. Chris, do you have a take on this CM Punk drama? Other than somebody referring to him as the world's grumpiest rocket from the Crypt fan? No. I did love that. And I also, I also said if there's any, someone said if there's any argument against straight edge people, this is it. This is someone like CM Punk. It's CM Punk. Like, if anybody should smoke a little bit of weed once in a while, it's CM Punk. Yeah, Calm Jesus the fuck Christ. down. The guy needs some fucking, needs some drugs. Some people need it. Uh, He seems to just be genuinely not cool, which I've now accepted. Right, well, he does have a Pepsi tattoo. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I got some bad tattoos, too. Chris can attest, he's got some bad tattoos, too. Yeah, we all do. That's right. But, you know, we got that. Um, Go ahead. So, you know, I guess his words uh, throughout the years, watching documentaries about him, didn't have the greatest childhood growing up, and um, never dealt with it. Now he acts like a fucking asshole all the time. Now he's rich and he never dealt with it. Yeah, never dealt with it. Oh, I'm okay. I got money. What do I care? Uh, yeah, psychological help might be in the... Uh, nothing wrong with that. But uh, you got to enjoy your life. You can't hate everything that you do all the time. It means that something's wrong. Brandon? I don't know what the age is. Call it 30, 30 plus, 35 plus. If you still have a lot of drama going on, it's suspect, right? Right. I, Finish your thought. I'm sorry. No, I'm done. Oh. Um, you, at that point in your life, should... Once you hit that mid thirties mark, like you said, you should for men be able in particular. To, for men in particular. I can't speak to anybody else. I you know, I'm just women, which I, I've always said this and I'll say it a million times, women mature way faster than men do. 
Um, women tend to have their shit together in their mid twenties to late twenties. Men take for fucking forever to get their shit together. Yeah. Um, they still think yeah. it's party on the weekend till fucking like oh, I'm going out and hanging out with the boys tonight. Yeah. I'm fucking thirty seven. Like, yeah, Saturday nights is for, okay. Saturdays are for the boys. Yeah, grow up. Um, no, what I was saying was is that you you eventually get to a point in your life as when once you get to that mid thirties. You have to understand that you're the you control all of this, and if there's a situation that you don't like, you have to put the work in to extricate yourself from that situation. You can't wait for somebody to come along and save you from it. You can't wait for it to just magically change or to magically get better. You're unhappy. You have to do whatever work possible, no matter how hard it is. You have to and be willing to accept failure when you go down that path. To extricate yourself from any situation that's like that. And, you know, I mean, if you're in there, then you might be the cause of said toxicity in that situation. Meaning, it seems to have followed you. Right? I mean, it's... Look, you look at you look at this guy and you look at the way that he's he behaves and the attitude that he carries himself with. Um... First of all, you know, when you look at this guy, there is no reason why he ever really, especially in that era, should have been in WWE. Now, he was a hell of a wrestler. I'm not saying that he didn't have the talent to be there, but just physically looking at him, some there was some bit of, I guess, maybe luck. Some things fell in the right place. And I'm not saying that you have to be like, well, you know what? I'm lucky to be here, so I might as well just shut up and like it. I'm not saying that. But you have to understand that, man, you're in a really good fucking spot. Now, that doesn't mean you can't be unhappy there and want to leave. But to just, you know, you find yourself in that position and you're not the t the archetype of person who wants to, you know, the attitude of somebody that wants to exist well in a corporate atmosphere. I can't do that. None of us can do that. It's fucking. It, you got to be completely insane, in my opinion, to be able to do that. Brandon, how's it going, by the way? How's the new job? <laughs> <laughs> but you understand. So far, what I, yeah, I'm sorry, God. No, no, I agree. I was going to say I don't think I've ever knock on wood with this one. This hasn't happened yet, but it's only been 12 days. But I don't think I've ever had it in in my career where I didn't feel like it was in someone's direct interest to fuck me over. Mm -hmm. You're that's all. That's often going to be a case. There's almost always going to be a coworker that you don't like and with reason you don't get along with. But at, at a certain age, you just – which I'm not even – I'm 29. You just have some fucking perspective to like this is just a guy. I can work around him, especially as it's like an elder statesman in this company. When he got that first pop, I can't imagine there was many people in the locker room that actively didn't want it to go well. So right. he's worked himself into this situation with people where it's just like – I don't know. At a certain age, you just realize, even if I hate this guy, it's just a guy. I kind of get where he's coming from. He's clearly a goober. He has issues, whatever it is. But I, I don't need to be angry in the workplace. Like, if there's money to be made, I've got shit to do. You can work around these things if when you need to. That's what I don't get. He's like, he, he can't control to this point at this point. Can't control to this point in his life just the basic human emotions. Just keep your mouth shut about certain shit. You don't have to have an opinion. Like, we've talked about it before. Not everybody has to have an opinion on everything. You don't like something that's going on at work? Just fucking ignore and keep working. How's it affecting you, especially if you're CM Punk? You're getting paid a fucking handfuls of money. 
thousand yeah. dollar bills are being thrown at you constantly, whether it's through merch or just your contract. You can't what just you shut the shit? fuck up and make the money. You that drama starved? I go to like work. Chris said it. Like Chris said, it's it's part of it's his fucking fault. Okay, guys, I'll let you finish your finish your. Uh, oh your no, talk. no, because I kind of forgot where, <laughs> where I was going. Right, well, how about this I mean, then? This how is a guy. This? this is also a guy who main evented the fucking UFC pay per view. Right. Like I, I just, I, it's almost like it's like this weird like. So you have this drive to do this thing, but you allow everything involved in that thing drag you down. I, it's it's like it's like opposite. It 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 seems. Uh, what what is that? Uh, Counterintuitive and, and antithetical to his to his work ethic, right? I go to work. I'm there to make money, and then I go home. I don't care. Do you this one said this one? They weren't doing this. this, this, this. Like, okay, all right. I gotta go do this. <laughs> I don't get it. Right. We're not talking about my own business. Lake house money business. here. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> I got. We're not going to. Sorry, we're all talking. We're not going to work for like lake house money like he is. This is just to survive, and we we can somehow figure out a way to manage this. Right. Deal with it. <sighs> anyway, okay, let's throw this on his head. Uh, we're about to go into AEW Dynamite. I would like to talk about um, Nate Paquette's paper or um, uh, podcast with the Moxley, which just dropped this morning. It was pretty interesting. But uh, before we go into this, let me real quick. And we're going to preview AEW a little bit too this week before we talk about WrestleMania. But um, so beginning of AEW, Young Bucks carted off in an ambulance. It's been pointed out that uh, CM Punk's face was covered up on the side of the truck, which is pretty interesting. Um, the hangman comes with, goes with him to help him out. We don't know who attacked the Young Bucks. End of the show, uh, there's a match. I'm not gonna, we'll get to it in a minute, but anyway, there's some Don Callis drama with Kenny Omega and stuff like that. Brandon, is it CM Punk? Did CM Punk take him out? Is CM Punk now out of, back coming back to AEW and this has all been fucking bullshit just fed to, mind you, FTR, the FTR bald guy put out the other day on his podcast that no one listens to that everything that comes out in the so-called Pro wrestling media has been fed by people. They don't. They don't do any investigating. They don't know anything unless someone told them. The reason they told them was for a reason: to either help themselves out, to help the company out, whatever. He put this out there this week. All the CM Punk stuff comes out here. CM Punk's feeding into it. Fox is on the podcast talking about touching on it. Not really talking about it, but kind of touching on it. Talk to me, Brandon. CM Punk's behind all this. This this is how that would be treated if that's what it was. I'm not going to make a prediction either way, but if that's where they were going, you're getting the airing of grievances stage here by some of the I don't know, I don't want to call them elder statesmen. That's gets so, sounds so fucking dorky, but the top of the card, old, more mature top of the card guys, more mature wrestlers, inclu- CM Punk included. I don't know if I'd call him mature, but they're, you're getting their little like, here's my piece. I don't want to fucking talk about it anymore, but here's my little thing. There's two reasons that you would do that. It's one of them is a decision's been made that he's not fucking coming back. The other one is that he's fucking coming back. He put the the YBs in Amblam. I gotta say that would be the the inter, the the old internet that thinks they know everything. This would be the best shit ever. 
I'm all for it. I fucking hope it's him. He comes back like, <laughs> yeah, it was all my plan. <laughs> Christoph. First of all, I, I know Brandon doesn't want to sound like a dork, but he's <laughs> talking on a wrestling podcast right now. So I, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think it's too late. We walk a tightrope here. We walk a tightrope. <laughs> um, see, I didn't even think about that. And I'll tell you what. I'm going to say it is true because I think if I keep just saying it is true, then it'll come true because that would be fantastic. Oh, my God. Ah, we got y'all. People will be like, he doesn't deserve it. I can't think of a logical reason. Let's talk about, okay. Okay, we'll get to that at the end. No, we're already in it. I can't think of a logical reason why Don Callis would be doing this thing where he's kind of screwing over Kenny Omega, trying to get him separated from the Young Bucks. He's helping Kenny Omega, but at the same time, he's kind of forcing wedging the uh, between Omega, the Young Bucks, and Hangman, unless there's another person. There's got to be somebody involved. You know what I mean? For the dramatic, you know, American Western professional wrestling storyline. You know, a real creep behind the scenes that's really fucking everybody over. I don't think it's MJF. MJF's got his own thing. He doesn't need anybody else. The guy's perfect on his own. He doesn't need anybody else. No, that would be great. Right. Uh, I don't think it's, we'll see, Forbidden Door, we're going to, you know, say maybe we're fantasy booking, of course, but we'll say maybe it's going to be Omega versus Osprey. There is nothing going on between AW and New Japan Pro Wrestling that does not directly involve a show that is combined with them. You know what I mean? Like next week we have Kenny Omega versus um, Jeff Cobb, but you don't hear mention of New Japan Pro Wrestling ever unless there's, hey, in three weeks we're going to have a show combined with New Japan. You never hear shit about fucking New Japan. He doesn't even have the champ. He's the U.S. champ, Kenny Omega. He never even carries the fucking title with him. So New Japan, I don't think he's involved in it. I don't think it has anything to do with the United Empire. I'm telling you, man. Oh, my God. Fantasy booking, of course. Brandon, final thoughts on this. This is borderline high fantasy booking, but what if we get uh, CM Punk comes out with Larry, but Larry is uh, foaming at the mouth with Ace Steel in, like, full pup play, like, cosplay gear. <laughs> and he's walking him on a leash out, and he's got he's got him tied up at ringside. <laughs> if Kenny uh, <laughs> Omega gets steer him, Ace Steel might sink his teeth into him. Now, that's a good angle. <laughs> That's a good soundbite. I should get that uh, that Australian guy saying the duel comes bounding down. <laughs> that should be our soundbite for. Fine line. There you go, Chris. Final thoughts on this. Um, it, the only thing that would make Brandon's idea better is if it was actually Larry with a Steel's head, like oh, like in Mars. <laughs> no, or yeah, Mars attacks. Yeah, Mars attacks. I'm thinking uh, Mars invasion of body snatchers. Yeah. Yeah, that's now nah, Mars attacks with actually human head, like <laughs> Sorry, Jessica Parker. Uh, right, very good, very good. Uh, uh, yeah. So good. anyway, back to this podcast. Uh, not our podcast, someone else's podcast. Uh, Renee Paquette had uh, John Moxley on. Pretty good conversation. Go out of your way to check it out. It's about an hour long. She admits that when she doesn't have a guest, she just brings John on. So that's <laughs> that's always fun. But uh, he mentions that um, it's, it's, and one of the more bizarre things. At one point during his whole CM Punk versus him feud, the, the one thing I found fascinating was that he wasn't under contract during this thing, and he could have left at any point with the belt, 
He was still the champ, but he wasn't under contract. I thought it was absolutely bizarre. Brandon thoughts? Yeah, he said that he thought about pulling up to SummerSlam with the AEW championship belt, which, is, you know, the pro wrestler in him, that's probably the coolest thing that he that he could have done. Um, a lot a lot here that we can talk about. I don't know if we want to go point by point. No, go ahead, um, just I, pull some yeah, shit up. Yeah, a couple of things off the top of my mind. One thing that I've spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about was how real sports and mixed martial arts in particular uh, – breed compelling storylines naturally mm-hmm. and uh john moxley spent a couple of minutes talking about that's what he uses as inspiration for for how to tell a story within a match or or a long-term story which uh i don't know if i want to say validating i knew it was a good idea but i thought that that was cool that the fucking one of the top guys in AEW's spitting the same shit that we've been saying on this podcast mm-hmm. you won't hear that you won't hear anywhere else um other than that, yeah, he 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 touched on CM Punk a little bit at the beginning. I I, didn't, I wasn't sure if that's where he was going, but um, I, again, the airing of grievances. I'm trying to think of other stuff. You guys go, maybe something will pop up. Chris, yeah, yeah, no, I, I I that was actually you know it opened my eyes to what his thought process was, which was really cool as far as you were saying with like you know being able to tie it in with. You know, not, it doesn't have to be these long, drawn-out wrestling storylines. I mean, I know always, you know, I'm a big fan of that. So I always say, like, you know, we're going to talk about Kenny Omega and Vikingo later. And to me, it's like, well, why do I care? It's always, why do I care? You know, it, only because I need, I like a storyline to get involved in and get me excited for a match. But that's just my opinion. I never see what they're doing, like having a match like that on a Wednesday night, a fucking random Wednesday is wrong. And they're, you know, and they do, they do, they did tell a bit of a backstory for it. Uh, I wasn't aware of it until last week, but yeah, I did like that he, he's, I'm a big fan of the, well, I'm a, I'm not a fan of the fact that of the uh, reasoning for doing things the way that you do them is because that's the way you've always done them. I, I say that all the time. I can't stand that. There's always different ways to do things. And I like that he's breaking from the norm. I mean, even when he brought up the young bucks and he talks about how, you know, the older wrestlers don't like them. They're spot monkeys. Hey, listen, we shit on the young bucks too. But the reason why we shit on the young buck is I give you my reasons. It's bad the same acting. match. That's my big problem. Bad acting. It's the same match over acting. and over again. There's too many fucking gimmicks in the ring. And, um, you know, I, I, I just, yeah, I mean, it was good. He was very engaged. Sometimes he comes off as very unengaged and distant and just kind of not there. Um, but no, that was, it was interesting. Give me a nice little hour listen this morning. Um, he wouldn't get too far into the backstage stuff, which was really good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, whatever. Good stuff. I enjoyed it. He does she's make really it. good. She's a good interviewer. She's yeah, a she very, she's a professional. You know, which uh, so many people in this universe, in this world, are not anymore. And it seems that she comes off like a professional. She's not even, you know, I understand that she's uh, in pro wrestling, but she's never playing character. She doesn't play a character on her podcast. And I don't mean that as far as playing a pro wrestling character. I mean that like, you know, Stephen A. Smith plays a fucking character on TV. Right. It's not a game. You know, it's not a, it's not it. She's she's actually like. You know, she handles it like a journalist, which is really good. I, I enjoyed the way that she does her. She's probably one of the backs, been one of the backstage, best backstage interviewers in wrestling for years. And, you know, it's, it was a good podcast. I liked it. Yeah. I it liked was. it. Mm. 
fucking thing. Damn, I can't. Yeah. Fucking, I can't articulate the way I feel. What's wrong? I'm fucking forty-seven. Yeah, young Sheldon, chill. I liked it. <laughs> Fuck. Me. Watching young Sheldon. Young Sheldon. Young Sheldon. He's the grandson of some fucking weird fucking dude. The Ooh. actor. The young Sheldon actor. Really, let's look him up. Look it up. Yeah. Uh, you have thoughts, Jim? I wanted to say one last thing before you go, or after you go. No, go ahead. You go. You go ahead. I was just going to say, like, look, I'm a dummy. I, I, I'm watching fucking wrestling in the first place. That we, I give a lot of shit to these secondary shows that you're supposed to watch to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. That was like a, a pure additive to me where if I'm watching wrestling as a dummy, all I want to know is like, I know that you thought about what's going on here so that there's some meaning to it. And it's not just complete random bullshit, which it often feels like right. I will now watch John Moxley's matches a little bit more coherently. Cause I'm like, okay, it's good to hear that this guy's putting that level of thought into his performances. Yeah, when he was talking about the uh, Texas death match, the origin of Texas death match, and you know, just going through the entire process, his m- mental process of, you know, in fights, and he was comparing it when we, we were just talking about it. He compares it to like MMA and stuff like that. Shit happens in fights, and he made a good point. And when we were watching, I know when I was watching live, I think we all watched Solo. When I was watching live, and he brought that brick from under the ring, and then used it. He was like, what the fuck? Like, wait, what the fuck is that? And he had legit bricks, and he's breaking fingers with bricks. I mean, it's, he mentions it in this interview about how, you know, he just brought it in the ring, used it, and did it, and he got the effect he wanted. Not, like, stand there staring at it like, I'm going to use a brick. No, he just brought this fucking brick in the ring, and it broke someone's hand, fingers with it. Fucking spectacular. And it really makes me appreciate, it's like, you know, I talked about it when after we watched pay-per-view that Texas Deathmatch is one of my favorite matches of the year. You know, it's still early, but still, I fucking love that match. But, um, you know, to to see that, like you said, Brandon, that he put so much thought into it and there was a plan and it wasn't just shit to just make you grossed out. There was plenty of grossed out moments, but he says, he, I always want to do something new. I want to try something new. And it's it's fun when you get a guy like who, you know, John Moxley, he's a smart, he's a funny guy. He's, uh, you know, he's an interesting character in, inside and outside of the ring. But he's, at times, he, he seems like he's genuinely intelligent. You know what I mean? Like, he really enjoys it, and he really loves pro wrestling, which is pretty cool. And it comes across that way, especially when you hear him. You know, and you're not getting, and he mentions it, how the sausage is made. I'm not a big fan of that. I don't give a fuck. I don't want to know about that shit. But um, he he presented a way where it was, and he mentions that exact phrase, how the sausage is made. He he presented it in a way where it was like interesting and engaging and he doesn't give away too much shit. And, you know, I mean, we're adults. We understand that it's a fucking pre-produced event. We're watching fake fights, but he, you know, he doesn't dumb it down for you. It was very good. It was very good. Definitely check it out. It was like an hour long. Go ahead, Brandon. Uh, That's like one of the biggest challenges with pro wrestling now is how to, properly talk about how the sausage is made it's very difficult when everybody thinks they know fucking everything and everybody's an insider because they have a twitter account uh, but like i was saying i'm down to be the sheep i just want to feel like the shepherds knows where they're going i don't really right. care where it is but don't just ramble me in a circle and then dump bray wyatt after one pe- uh, diet pepsi fucking freeze out match or whatever it was called <laughs> <laughs> well we're gonna talk about that <laughs> 
Yeah, Chris, final thoughts on this. Well, I have thought. Before we move on. I have thought. (laughs) I looked up this kid's dad, grandfather. Yeah, good. All right. Well, the kid's name's Ian Armitage. Oh, Armitage. That's who he is. He's the Armitage. His father is Richard Armitage. His grandfather was Richard Armitage. Let's just get into what Richard Armitage, a few things he's involved in. Um, Oh, I know. I just. So he was the. He was at the State Department under Colin Powell, and he was to blame for the Plame affair, which was a leak of who some, uh, a CIA asset. So there's number one. He said he was sorry for that, so that's cool. <laughs> he was it was it was a terrible uh, error on my part, and he issued an apology. But let's get in. So he's involved in that. He's involved with the exact words. Let's bomb Pakistan back to the Stone Age. <laughs> Turn that place to glass. Yeah, Jim is uh Jim is um keyed me in on a podcast and the first ten episodes are about the Iraq war, so I am a little bit keen on what's going on, what they're talking mm-hmm. about here. But let's go just to my fucking favorite. He was um he was involved with Ted Shackley in Ted I'm just giving you a name, I'm not gonna explain who that is. He's involved with this guy. In uh, heroin smuggling from Southeast Asia to basically fund the Iran-Contra affair. (laughs) Uh, And then he was accused of organizing heroin smuggling in the Golden Triangle in the 60s and 70s. And He's uh, he's racking up these uh, terrible errors. He's he's a pretty good guy. Um, Well, only one of them was a terrible error. The other ones were intentional. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I I I released somebody's name that was a that was an asset for the CIA. Probably got them fucking killed. Mm-hmm. And but the other one is that the um the Iran Contra thing, which uh, I forget what the name of the movie is, but the guy's name is Barry Seal. Tom Cruise was in the movie, and it's you fucking you everyone. <laughs> just if you're listening to this and you ever want to watch a movie about how fucked up shit was in the eighties, <laughs> go watch that fucking movie. I forget. I, I think it's called Made in America. And it stars Tom Cruise as Barry Seal. And it's fucking wild. But, uh, yeah, so that's the kid on uh, Young Sheldor. Yes, Richard Armitage. I knew he was. Richard Armitage. Mind you, yeah. Richard Armitage, no prison time, I believe. Ready of this? Oh. He's, he's still oh. rich. We're all fucked. He kept all that fucking heroin money. All that heroin money. Brandon, thoughts on Richard Armitage? There's uh, two three-letter acronyms that freak me out, and they're DMT and CIA. I, I hear either of those. I, I get the goosebumps. get the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> oh, sorry. It took so long. Oh, I only got one left. I got, I got one. No, I got two left. So right. I got to so, take some cuts up here. Real quick, I'm going to go through AEW Dynamite. Um, anything worth, worth talking about? Nope. Uh, uh, FDR is going to leave AW if uh, the guns beat them. They challenged them for the title. Uh, Hook beat the shit out of Stokely Hathaway. Nice clip of Stokely Hathaway walking the gauntlet and everybody laughing at him, especially Rio. That was fantastic. Uh, John Moxley beat the piss out of Stu Grayson, then continued to beat the piss out of him backstage. So we're getting kind of heelish. Uh, we've talked about it, uh, the, uh, bullet com, bullet, bulletproof combat club, bullet club, combat club, uh, sky blue, big fan of hers, by the way. Anyway, oh, uh, boy. <laughs> that title, that title match was, uh, what Kenny the hell was that? Versus EO del Vikingo, which I was corrected by, by, um, Excalibur. It's Vikingo, not Vikingo. 
16 minutes and 53 seconds. Um, very, very cool match. I thought this was a very cool match. Would I give it five stars like the Wrestler Observer Online? Probably not. I thought this was a very cool match, though. Uh, I particularly like the contrast in their styles, even though both of them are fucking fantastic. That fucking, the old Vikingo, man, he could do some shit. Brandon, thoughts? I mean, honestly, real quick, real quick, just one point. This is what you want dream matches to be like. If you're going to advertise something as a dream match, just do, get all your shit in, brother, in 15 minutes. Fucking perfect. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, I thought it was cool to see Triple A Kenny. I, uh, I hadn't watched any of his shit there. I, uh, a lot more flips than I was used to in uh, that match. Obviously, should have expected it, just didn't think about it. And I saw it, I was like, ah, oh, this is fun. Again, uh, one thing they've gotten pretty good at as of late is just a, a great cable TV main event. Um, the rest of the show, though, I was thinking, like, it's funny that they're starting to do house shows, and AEW Dynamite just feels like a house show at this point. It's a lot of just random shit. Uh, and I, I, that's kind of my only overarching point is that, uh, I was having a lot of fun with Dynamite at some points here where it's chaotic. I'm like, boy, this reminds me of like some of those WCW, like you don't know what you're going to get. And that's, uh, there's a fine line between chaos and just like, oh, this is just random bullshit they're throwing at us. So. Yeah, it was, it, it, you had two backstage attacks. Yeah, this was very uh, 90s TV wrestling. I kind of enjoyed it. Go ahead, Chris. Thoughts? I'll give you this. I'll give you that the backstage attacks, but they look like they're all the same backstage attacks. So we're not spreading the same shit between different storylines, which is good. And, uh, Eho del Vikingos, um, just got the symbol for Vikings on the History Channel on the back of his shirt. Uh, he watched that a little bit too much. He watched that show and he was like, I'm basing my entire personality on this show. He also came out with a trash can on his head that had like, <laughs> fucking. <laughs> So I watch this at work, and then I go back. I put it on at work, and then I go back and watch it at home later in the week. And when he came out, I looked at this guy that was watching with me, and we were just like, what the fuck is he wearing? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. I, I, there is a cartoon or a comic where someone is a Viking, and they have a helmet like that. It's not Hagar the Horrible. Trying to <laughs> But yeah, he came out with that thing on his head. The first thing I thought of, you know, he looked like he looked like uh, the guy from Fat Albert that had the, the <laughs> he's got the ski cap pulled down with the eye. <laughs> There's an episode of The Simpsons where Homer gets a bucket stuck on his head. They got to drill high hole, eye holes in it so he can see. That's it. That's what he looked like. But otherwise, fucking, I thought it was great. I thought this was a great episode of uh, of A Dub. Uh, when this is good Wednesday, fucking pro wrestling, brother, and that's. Fantastic, and I'm keeply entertained. Um, any final thoughts on this, Brent? Nah, I'm good. Chris, final thoughts on AEW this week? Nah, I'm good. All right, so uh, next week, or tonight, <laughs> I guess, tonight, tomorrow night, uh, we get uh, Ruby Soho versus Willow Nightingale, Matt Hardy versus Jack Perry, six-man tag match, Dalton Castle and the boys versus Blackpool Combat Club. Fox is going to choke the living shit out of one of the boys. That's for That'll sure. That'll be fun. Uh, yeah. AEW International title. Uh, Orange Cassidy versus The Butcher. Singles match. Adam Cole. Oh, we forgot about Adam Cole's promo. And then Daniel Garcia coming out. <laughs> doing that whole thing. So they're wrestling next week. I guess this is his first official match back. And the IWGP US heavyweight title match, which I had mentioned earlier. Kenny Omega defends against Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb's been uh, on New Japan Pro Wrestling 
post post match stuff talking about Kenny Omega. You're not even here, man. I'm gonna come over there and take you. I don't think I won't show up because that's the way he talks. Kind of like surfer sounding. Don't think I won't show up on Wednesday night somewhere. I don't know where you're going to be. I'm going to come and challenge you. At one point, he's doing a promo, Jeff Cobb. And there's a chair behind him, and he trips over the chair. It's hilarious. But anyway, we get Kenny Omega versus Jeff Cobb. It should be good. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, that's fun. I uh, Slowly leading up towards Forbidden Door here, some of these matchups. I don't yeah, know I if that's so. what they're going for there. Yeah. And they have a really – we'll talk about it next week, but – AEW has a big show planned for two weeks from now, which would be after WrestleMania. We'll talk about we'll talk about that next week. Uh, this is kind of what cable TV. Yeah. Sorry, this is kind of what cable TV Kenny Omega is made for. Just throw him in there with random interesting person, and he'll work a, a quality match with them for fifteen minutes at the end of a uh, Wednesday night. Yeah, and I'm into it because then you can work the story around him. All this story with the Young Bucks and all that stuff. It doesn't have to be the center of it. You can have it at the beginning of the show, in the middle of the show, and then you can have him having confrontations and shit like that afterwards. I'm just curious where this is going to go. Do we get a Will Ospreay appearance? I don't know if we're going to do that or not at the end of this. Do you want to talk about the show in two weeks? It's fucking stacked. We can talk. wait till next week to talk about it. It's up to you guys. Brandon? We got a lot of – I'm sorry. No, we got WrestleMania to talk about. You're right. Way too much wrestle. That's going yeah. to go down a rabbit hole with that. That's my vote. Uh, it's up to you guys. No, that's fine because we would end up talking about it next week anyway. Okay, so WrestleMania is this weekend, uh, Saturday and Sunday. Yippee-ki-yay. Brandon, this is your time of year, brother. You're fucking excited. You're fired up. I know it. Let's go through this. Yeah. This is probably the least excited I've ever been for WrestleMania. Last year I wasn't all that excited except for the jackass. Oh no, we knew that Stone Cold was going to be in it, so we were fucking stoked. Yeah, what am I talking about? That's a complete lie. We were all stoked for fucking WrestleMania last year. This year, not so much. And I, I honestly, and I say it, and I jokingly say it sometimes over the years since we've been recording. I don't know what the fuck's going on in WWE this year. I don't fuck. I legit have no. Idea what's going on? I'm going into this blind. I watched uh, the only match I've watched was what, what we watched the Royal Rumble, and I watched uh, the match with Roman Reigns, the 40 minute match with Roman Reigns and uh, Sami Zayn, and I watched SummerSlam. A couple matches of SummerSlam. That's how many matches I've watched. I cannot think of another match that I watched. Royal Rumble was the Mountain Dew match, right? Blackout Mountain Dew show. Yeah, you guys. It was. A or was that elimination? Night. No, that was. Yeah, that was fucking Royal Rumble. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So I'm going in completely blind. So I'm going to go through this card. I'm going to bounce back and forth to you guys. I want you to tell me your excitement level and what you think is going to happen. And I don't know because I have no idea. So here we go. First match, night one. Uh, mind you, some of these matches were have not been confirmed. It's particularly in night two. We do have two. We have a we still have SmackDown to go, which I imagine night two is heavy on SmackDown shit. Um, but I, there's a list of matches that haven't been confirmed that we'll just go through. Okay, here we go. Night one. A man who is accused of having sex with an underage girl, Austin Theory, will be defending his United States Heavyweight Championship against John Cena. Brandon, thoughts? Uh, Cena at WrestleMania. Fuck yeah, uh, that'll definitely. This is the exact type of once a year shit I'm excited for. 
I just have so little context on Austin Theory that he he still is relatively meaningless to me, which is definitely a uh, well, not definitely. It's kind of a them problem, but partially a me problem. Oh, I lied. I have seen a couple of his promos. They ain't great. Chris Lawrence. I'm with Brandon John Cena. WrestleMania. He's always good. I can't wait. And uh, Austin Theory. Next. <laughs> Let's go. Singles match. Seth freaking Rollins versus Logan Paul. Brandon thoughts. SF and R and NLP going mano y mano in the squared circle. Great. C minus. I don't know. Who cares? I'll watch it. Some of thoughts. Oh, I'm watching it. I don't know. I'm just trying to get you. You got to help me get excited here. Go ahead, Chris. I was having this conversation with two guys on Saturday night. I never really cared about Seth Rollins. It's not a knock on his skill as a wrestler. I just don't never really cared. He's a good wrestler. (laughs) He's a good wrestler. Yeah, I just I never been truly bought into. I think it was just the the night. I think the the only time two times I was really sold on Seth Rollins and excited about it were. <clears throat> Excuse me. Were uh, WrestleMania in San, San Francisco and the Niners Stadium when yeah. he won? Uh, he cashed in Money in the Bank. Um, when he Randy Orton was really good, in, and he was in the Randy Orton match earlier on that night. And uh, what else do we have? I can't really think of too much. Oh, oh, when he wrestled Sting and John Cena in the same night, that was kind of fun. Yeah, that was good. Um, but other than that, but I mean, look, he's an entertaining wrestler, and. Um, Logan Paul is a fucking, he's a beast, dude. I mean, I, you can't shit on the guy other than, you know, as far as his wrestling goes. The guy's pretty fucking good. And he it's believable hurt. that he steps in the wrestling and can handle this because he boxes sometimes, too. So, yeah. Did, did he get some hurt last time he wrestled? Didn't he get something happen to him? I don't know. Was that I think that was, wrong? like, last WrestleMania, and then he did not get hurt when he did the ricochet, ricochet cross fight. ring. Oh, yeah. He tore his ACL or something, but he came back and immediately just jumped as far as he possibly could. <laughs> uh, next up, six-woman tag team match. Trish, Lita, and Becky Lynch defeat Damage Control, Bailey, <laughs> Dakota Kai, and Eo Sky. Brennan, thoughts? Nice. I mean, I like those. I'm a big fan of Lita, Trish Stratish, and Becky Lynch, and uh, the other three as well. But maybe my top three as far as having a crush on them. I mean, one, one three-way tag team. <laughs> which, which, which three? You know, what I'm talking about Lita, okay. dude. Okay, Lita. First thoughts. I mean, yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> okay. I think we. I'm I think it's daily. a foregone conclusion who's going to win. You don't think EO Sky's pinning Lita at WrestleMania? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure EO Sky's eating the pin. Yeah, I do not. Think. I think Dakota Kai's the pin eater for that team. Yeah. I think they protect EO Sky pretty well. As far as I can tell. I don't know. <laughs> All right, here we go. Ready? Fuck yeah. Singles match. Now, this is what I'm pumped for. Brock Lesnar versus Omos. This is going to be ridiculous. Brandon, thoughts? If they don't collapse the ring, this is a waste of time. So I've been watching, I watch Jeopardy every night, right? Well, this week, the stars of the WWE have been on Wheel of Fortune, which comes on I right saw them. Jeopardy. <laughs> I saw them before we started. Yeah, and they did a whole I thing. I was hoping you say Jeopardy. <laughs> no, no, I wish. Oh, they had a c- category on Jeopardy. So, okay. My, you know, everybody knows, you know, the companies deny this, but your phone fucking listens to you. Don't, don't let the companies tell you they don't. So 
I'll watch Jeopardy with my wife and my phone in the news section constantly sends me news stories about hell. Jeopardy fans are upset at this. Jeopardy fans are upset that this happened. Like you fucking geeks, first of all. And I constantly have to tell it, yeah, less stories like this, less stories. Every day there's a fucking Jeopardy story. They had a category in WWE. The stars of the WWE. Some of the, I only caught a couple of the answers. One was like Andre the Giant. Like it wasn't anything too crazy. Jeopardy fans feel that WWE is dumbing down its its show with the stupidity of the WWE. I was like, <laughs> I thought it was fucking hilarious. But anyway, during the uh, during the Wheel of Fortune gimmick, they uh, they showed like uh, highlights for for um, you know you can win, and if you win, you win a a wrestling show of your choice, any of the special events, and and one of the scenes they show is Brock Lesnar with fucking with a backhoe. Lifting up the ring, which I don't remember this. Yeah, it was fucking I, I spectacular. Yeah, he pulled anyway, the backhoe. That's that's. I just want to tie it all into that. There you go, backhoe, or get me the fuck out of here, Chris. Buck. I don't think you bring Brock Lesnar unless he's in a main event. To be honest with you. Yeah. Well, he wasn't going. Work, he wasn't going to work with a uh, fucking uh, Brock uh, Bray Wyatt. That's for sure. He turned that down apparently. Yeah, I don't. I you know, who cares? It's probably going to be good. Two giant dudes throwing haymakers at each other. I mean, I'm sure it's not going to be bad. No, I just think that people awesome. just aren't interested into it. Yeah, I think it's no. I'm going to say that with you. I think it's going to be fucking awesome. I don't care what WWE fans think. When I look fuck. at this fucking card, when I look at this card, I don't watch their stupid fucking show because it stinks. But when I look at this card, what stands out to me is Brock Lesnar, a giant, against a fucking seven foot five gigantic right. man with the deepest voice ever. That's yeah. what I stare at. Yeah. And when they talk about casual fans, and I used to make fun. What the fuck's a casual fan? I'm a casual WWE fan. Yeah. I'm a guy that checks in three times a year and goes, huh? Oh, let me look at this. I don't. I don't really care about it. Oh shit! That giant dude's fighting Brock Lesnar. Fuck yeah! I'll watch that. I'm your casual. I finally qualified for a category. As soon as you get that first shot, besides of- poor, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm in that category too. As soon as you get that first shot of Brock Lesnar, the guy that's got nine inches and ninety pounds on him, zooming at like, and they zoom out in the giant arena. Shut the fuck up. That's entertaining. Yes. What was our? We don't have to keep telling people to listen, but maybe you're new listening here. What was our fucking the match we were most excited for last year? The Jackass match. Thank you very much. That's our wheelhouse. Dumb is our fucking wheelhouse. Big, dumb dopes. Pretend fighting in the ring. Brock Lesnar and Omos. Fuck yeah, I'm on, I'm on fucking board. MVP's in this match, too. He's going to take a bump. This is going to be great. I'm starting to feel like this drum kick is designed specifically for me, and I don't know if I like it. Trying to get it queued up, but I, I'm not very good at handling multiple windows because I haven't worked in an office in so long. So it takes me forever to get to it before I can hit it. <laughs> I keep setting off the Badum Hiss alarm on the Dressing is Hard podcast, and I don't know. Oh, gosh. Chris, final thoughts on Brock and Omos? Ah, move on. Singles match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Bianca Belair, the champ, defends against Asuka. Brandon? Does Vito have anything to say about this? Oh. Vito. Uh, <laughs> Vito pulled up. There he is. That's Vito. That's, that's Vito smelling uh, what's her name's butt. 
Rhea Ripley. No, oh, sorry. I can't I imagine that there's much of a story to this. What is it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oscar's kind of crazy person. Oscar. Is she a uh, bad guy? She's like, yeah, she's a like Kana. Oscar. She came out like fucking painted. Like, came ah, out Nazi uniform. One white, one white eye, and yeah, she looked pretty good. What, I have a question for you guys, real quick. I was halfway through a WrestleMania preview when we started this podcast because I literally have no idea what the matches are, so I could try to gather a thought or two. And you I did saw more research than me. That's for sure. <laughs> I saw people bitching that this match was like, why are they fighting? And I, I was honestly like, who cares? I don't think even if it's WrestleMania. Not every fight on a card has to be like some drama behind it. Just these two would be interesting to see each other. We, we just heard Moxley talk about that in this podcast. Not everything has to be. Yeah, I broke into somebody's house and stole ten thousand dollars. Now he's coming after me, which I think <laughs> so, is his actual quote. So, um, you know, to your point, uh, you know, we often bitch about. Well, we don't because we don't watch it. But one of my biggest complaints about Raw was always, oh, it's three hours long. SmackDown, you got five hours of live TV on on uh, on WWE every week. Even with five hours of live TV, you can't possibly cultivate enough storylines that make sense to have two nights of WrestleMania and have every match be the culmination of a storyline. Like, you can't. It's fucking impossible, Right. Some matches on WrestleMania would have to be a chapter in a storyline if they even have a story. If everybody's got a story, not all of them can end on the same day, right? Some of them have to can, well, we know WWE have nothing ever ends, but you know, what I mean, like you have to have like your A story. Maybe that one would come to uh, to an end, uh, um, Roman and whoever, whatever. But then maybe Oscar and Bianca Belair is like D level story. We're just getting this thing fucking started. So, you know, I mean, maybe this is people complaining, people complaining about uh, this. There's no reason for them to be wrestling. Well, maybe we're finding out the reason on Sunday or Saturday night. Right. Like, right. It's not like it's not like we're, you know, we, we've talked about this before. WrestleMania isn't the reset button. It's not the beginning. No, of, it's, it's not. not the end of the season. It doesn't work that way anymore. Right. It's different with, like, Wrestle Kingdom and stuff where you know that this is the end of the story cycle. And then January 5th, that's New Year Dash, is the beginning of the new story cycle. It doesn't work that way in WWE. So maybe this is Chapter 1 or Chapter... I don't know they've wrestled before, but, you know, this version of Asuka or whatever. Oh. Uh, next up, singles match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Charlotte Flair, the champ, is against Rhea Ripley. But I was mentioning Vito was probably snipping. Uh Brandon thoughts? Not much. I feel like this has been going on for a while with those two. With the at the was this WrestleMania last year? Was it the pirate one? It was. Didn't an they empty do Rhea Ripley and they did Rhea no. Ripley and Charlotte in an empty stadium, right? Yeah, that was the 2020 Mania, I believe. Oh, uh, okay. Which was okay. good. It was a great match. It was fun. You hopefully if they keep running this back. I guess we'll get over at some point. I don't have not much interest in this. Right, Chris. Now this is if you gave me two wet matches to watch. Uh, this is one of those two. Yeah, we're not Charlotte nice. Hayes over here. I no. like Charlotte. Yeah. No, this is this is. You know, I won't go as far as to say I'm excited for this match uh, solely because I'm not invested in this match. 
mm-hmm. but I'm sure it's going to be really good, and I'm sure I'm going to enjoy watching it. And I really don't – with these two, you don't really need any kind of backstory. She won the Royal Rumble. Right. You know, she went around the horn in the Royal Rumble, and uh, which, you know, they don't really – I, once again, I just assume shit. I don't know if they really play into that too much, that she was like one of the first, she was the first one in and, let, and she won it. So, uh, Rhea Ripley. So this is, um, you don't need, I don't really need much of a storyline going into this. And it's just two badass women going at it. I enjoy it. Uh, it's gonna probably be one of the better matches. And also, you know, to your point about that, and Brandon mentioned it too, is, um, there's plenty of people on this card that we enjoy at some point. May not watch them now, but we enjoyed them. And I like people on this card. So it's going to make me want to watch, regardless of whether or not I know what the fuck's going on, right? Yeah. Right. I just want to add real quick that if you looked at my, if you could see my dog right now, you would think I stole all of his Halloween and Easter candy all at the same time. So he's looking at me. So fucking spoiled, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's so goddamn spoiled. It's ridiculous. All right, who's who's main event with do we know who main event's night one? Is it gonna be night one main event is Charlotte Flair and we know this? This is I confirmed. believe so, yeah. Yeah, I'm about ninety nine percent sure. Ninety five percent sure. Because they were talking about it. Okay. You start asking definitive questions like that, it's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Let me check Melt, he might know. All right, let's go into night two. Now, we have one confirmed match, but I'm going to go through the entire card. We'll do the uh, – it, it's, it's night 2BC confirmed, I guess. 2B confirmed. So these could be on night one. They could be on night two. Night one has six matches, and there's six matches here. So let's we'll see what's going on. Okay, triple threat for the WWE Intercontinental Championship match. Gunther, the champ, a.k.a. Walter. Uh, versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre, who was on Wheel of Fortune last night. Brandon, thoughts? How do you do? His team lost. This match seems okay. Uh, a lot of slaps, bloody, set it off, get the wrestling fans going. Yeah, yeah this is definitely a match that starts the show, right? I think you'd be silly not to. Yeah, this has to. Right? This gets this everybody is... hot. Yeah. yeah. A lot of red chests. Mm-hmm. Chris, thoughts? Uh, I'm not a Drew McIntyre fan. Um, His hair was not, very dyed on. Um, oh God! And on the, Wheel of Fortune in those yeah. in those studio lights. His hair looked fucking terrible. Good. The fucking the smugness. Uh, the fucking the uh, fake tough guyness. The fake insane manness. I it just does it doesn't get over with me. Him in the ring, the other hand, he's fucking. I think he's like for a big guy. He's like a great fucking big man. That doesn't really come off as a big man because he's so svelte, but he's a fucking giant. Um, Walter or Gunther. Gunther. What, what did I say they were going to change his name to? Nate Z. Nate Z. <laughs> Nate Z. Uh, Nate Z. Fucking that dude. He's another one of those guys I talked about last week. He's just a big, bad motherfucker. Right? Doesn't have to be a goddamn bodybuilder. Doesn't have to look like perfect. This is just a big, tough son of a bitch. I'm a big fan of this is the svelte version of it. Yeah, but I mean, he's not, but he's not like fucking, you know, Drew McIntyre. No. Right? He's not greased and hairy. And um, can we just say, I don't think that Seamus gets enough fucking credit for being as awesome as he is. I really don't. He's fucking, he could be, uh, you know, like, I'm not saying... Work wise, or his is his. He could be 
the most valuable person on their entire roster. You insert Seamus here, and it's going to be fucking entertainment. I was just going to say that. He's he, definitely like a, a a a block that fits any hole. Like, you dude, can just fit him in anywhere. He is so fucking good, and I just don't think he gets the, the credit for it because it's all about, like, you know. Diggity, diggity, I'm Irish. And it's all about this superficial shit that people see, right? But, I mean, look, believable in the role. Fucking him with the with, – when he started coming out with the Jeff Cap and the fucking shillelagh and the fucking the coat, that was like, all right, we nailed it. He looks like, you know, the departed. He looks like fucking shitty low-class Irish gangster from fucking wherever. And he fucking played into it perfectly, and he's just shown what – how, like, fucking – like, he's probably, in my opinion, one of the most valuable wrestlers in the fucking world right now. You can insert him anywhere. You could send him to New Japan and put him in a main event, and he would be fucking awesome with whoever he worked with. And I just don't think he gets enough credit for that. Right, thoughts? Yeah, I agree. That's the take. Did you guys see that picture of um? It was Seamus and Drew McIntyre at the dispensary. Someone was like posted. It was like this is an hour before Raw. No, I didn't see it. Buying that herb. That just made me laugh that those guys are just getting stoned and walking out and fucking working WWE main event. And uh, I mean, they might be doing it after, but yeah, they may be getting it before and holding on to it afterwards. But as an average, as an avid, avid, avid drug user, you plan to do that, and then you get the drugs and do them all immediately. So I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There were quite a few. There were quite a few uh, shows at the Trocadero Theater by that by the time the main. The main fucking uh, act came on. I was fucking tripping my balls off, like <laughs> completely fucking useless. All for forty dollars. There you go. Yeah. Admissions. It's good times, man. Good times. Hey, this is good. Hell in a cell match. What's that? Hell in a cell match. Edge versus the Demon Finn Balor. Brandon thoughts. Oh, I don't think that I have a single thought about this. <laughs> I won't not watch it. <laughs> right? I won't go to the bathroom. Like, I mean, sure, well, you've been in my basement. I can watch TV from the crapper. So I, I, maybe I will go to the bathroom. But yeah. uh, I think the demon might. I think the demon's kind of dumb. And I think the demon doesn't work when he's a heel. Right? Don't you have to push the, bad, the good guy, the good-natured good guy, the guy who's trying to do the right thing? Don't you have to push him to a point in which he turns pure evil? I'm going to call that demon. I mean, nobody's watching Bill Bixby turn into the Hulk if he's fucking picking people's pockets and beating up old ladies. Like, if it's Bill Bixby stars in Grand Theft Auto and <laughs> he's fucking robbing people and then he turns into the Hulk because somebody tries to stop him, you're really not that sympathetic to that character. It's true. Uh, here we go. Here's the get everybody on the card matches. Women's WrestleMania Showcase Fatal 4-Way Tag Match. Liv Morgan and Raquel Gonzalez versus Natalia and Shotzi versus Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler versus Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. Also, the men's WrestleMania showcase fatal four-way tag team match. Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy versus the Viking Raiders with Valhalla. 
Who is, is that? Valhalla is, is um Is that the wife? It's the wife. Is MAGA wife. Oh yeah, MAGA wife. What the hell was her name? Crazy Mary Dobson. And she, she was, was um Sarah Rowe? Sarah Logan. Logan, that's right. Okay, thoughts Brendan. <laughs> on either of those matches. They can't put those back to back. That's full no, order a pizza, be. eat a pizza, take shit to pizza out. You gotta kill a lot of time <laughs> to get through all that. Yeah, they've got to be split up on different shows. This is definitely the uh maybe this is the match after a Hell in a Cell match or something like that, or after Omos and and Brock Lesnar beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, Chris, and I, little C, sorry, I was gonna say Little Caesars hasn't come out with a uh, novelty product to keep us laughing for that long. No, Chris. Oh, this is Garbo Central. Um, I, maybe this is. Pre, did they have? Do they have pre-show stuff? I and also, don't, don't we have two have, battle? I don't think WWE's doing pre-show anymore. No, and I think I was her. AEW at the last pay per view didn't do pre, pre-show match either. Interesting. Yes, she did. Did they? What it was it? One, I think. Uh, Penta was involved in it. Oh, right, right. It was uh, yeah. Mark Briscoe. That's right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shows so how much I watched it. <laughs> I don't know. There were some wrestlers that, in it. <laughs> no, you guys missed that match, remember? I, I had like, it I on watch the show. watching it. I was curious, doing some shit. There you go. There's, there's our hot take on those two fucking shit matches. Next up, tag team match for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship, the Usos, Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso, versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Brandon Thoughts. Yeah, I mean, WrestleMania, is this is the main event? No, I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? No, no. main event. Okay. We haven't gotten to the main event yet. Okay, yeah, I guess I was thinking of these guys interfering in the, the uh, main event, but yeah, this should be fun. I guess we're getting more uh, ramping up. I don't know. I have no idea. I want to be asleep. There's no way I'm not asleep at this point. Yeah. Dad, is it a Sunday? That, that's Sunday. This is, uh, I'm working. I'll have it on at work. Chris, thoughts? Well, I already said this is probably going to be my match of the year and most compelling storyline leaving it. Okay. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> Power to you, brother. I like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. WWE doesn't present tag team wrestling as anything intriguing. So. Yeah, but I think it, I think it's all going to pile into everything that's been going on. Right. Right? So you'll have – we'll talk about it when we get to it. Right. I'll make my point. Singles match. Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio. Okay. Now that's not it. So. Bro, last Dude. night. Go ahead. He came out and I was screaming that he needs to do it. I was to myself. So you don't talk about it. Dominic Mysterio came out and said, I wish Eddie was my father. There you go. Now we're into a good territory here. Now we're into good territory. I think Dominic Mysterio has been fucking phenomenal as this asshole. He's been so good. And look, my knowledge of what Dominic Mysterio is doing is fucking reduced to 30 second clips on Instagram. So I, you know, I don't really know shit from what I'm saying. I'm like, ah, this is good. This is really fucking good. Um, he attacked, he was cursing, he was cursing his mother. Gotta hell, gotta hell in the stands. And then he said something to her, and Rey Mysterio finally snapped and said, that's not just your mother, that's my wife. White boy. Beat him up. Yeah, so this should be good. This Rey Mysterio is always in good matches. Yeah. I like that Dominic Mysterio would rather have the uh, drug addict dead men as his yeah. father instead of his actual father. <laughs> yeah. All because his father put up. Yeah. Ridiculous. 
his father lost his eyeball and had it put back in his head to match. Oh, it's out. Oh, it's out. Oh, it's out. <laughs> Reddit thoughts. Yeah, I mean, uh, Dominic Mysterio might be uh, pigeonholing himself here because I don't know that he could ever do anything funnier than uh, fighting his dad. Eddie Guerrero should have beat his dad. His, his mom's stinking. He's the most <laughs> privileged guy in WWE. I know. It's fucking great. I love it. I'm loving it, too. I'm very excited for that. Uh, main event, I'm assuming. Singles match for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman. Versus American tattooed neck, white supremacy tattooed neck with a black wife, <laughs> Cody Rhodes. Brandon thoughts. You think this is getting the main over the fatal fatal four way tag uh, Viking I, experience? I think Viking experience. Viking Raiders. They are now. They're not the experience anymore. I didn't know that didn't happen. Are you Viking experience? <laughs> How did Brandon? that make it through a fucking room? No, understand. Vince. This isn't, you're not Vikings. You're bringing people with you. Yeah. players. And experience. Maybe he, maybe they were, he was explaining like, yeah, we go out and we do like cosplay. Like we go to, um, rent fairs and we dress up like knights and stuff like that. And he goes, well, why would you do that? And he goes, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a good experience. And he was like, that's it. You're the experience now. <laughs> Bring me my secretary. I need a fucker. Maybe Vince sexually assaulted somebody at the medieval times and was like, "We need to recreate this." Uh, he's drinking it. Well, he's drinking his plastic medieval times cup <laughs> filled with Coca Cola. Wow. Do you think he was ever in fucking Titan Towers, like? On the mezzanine, humping the wall like Al Slaringen, Deadwood. Like I, I need to fuck something. No, <laughs> Guarantee you. Yeah. <laughs> you think he fucks that dinosaur head on his wall? Oh, one hundred percent. What do you think he's yeah. there? I'll show you who's that. Who's the top of the food chain? You're extinct, and I'm still here. It was me. I killed the dinosaurs. It was me all along. <laughs> We don't need a soundboard. Chris has got that. Chris is just making crazy. (laughs) And it was like that. (laughs) Chris, okay, so you had thoughts on the uh, main event. Go ahead. Um, Well, I mean, probably won't happen like this, but, well, so first of all, fantasy book. The intrigue of the story, if you're paying attention to it, would be the bloodline losing every title. They never do that. We talk about this in a lot of things. Oh, the whole faction should lose a title. This gives them, you know, and then Roman Reigns loses his mind and beat the shit out of everybody and really start being a fucking total heel. Whatever. But it leads itself to backlash. The main event will be a six-man. Kevin and Sami Zayn and fucking fucking neck Goats. tattoo versus Goats. fucking versus um versus the Reigns people. But here's the thing. Let's this is my prediction. And I yeah. just thought about this in typical WWE fashion. Cody Rhodes comes back. Everybody's excited for him. Gets injured, whatever. He comes back. People are still on board with Cody Rhodes. 
And I think a lot of people were on board with Stardust when it was going on, but it was silly and he didn't want to do it. But I don't think, I think people were enjoying that character. Whatever. People were on the Cody Rhodes train. Cody Rhodes comes back. Cody Rhodes wins the title at WrestleMania. Cody Rhodes gets fucking hurt. Cody Rhodes doesn't wrestle ever with the title. Cody Rhodes loses the title. Cody Rhodes is mired in shit storylines for the next six years. Is that Sound good? good? Is that that's, what's gonna that's happen? Usually, that's usually the WWE fucking formula where it's like, oh, well, that didn't work. He got hurt. Let's move on. I mean, it was, uh, Danielson. Danielson never came back. And then when he did come back and then he came back and, you know, I mean, it was just like a, he got mired in Shitsky. And, uh, yeah. But, um, I don't know. I mean, I don't hate Cody Rhodes. I like Cody Rhodes. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, I'm assuming this form of, this version of Cody Rhodes is the same as the, not the, the AW. It's the A, it's the same character, but it's just not the, uh, the, the weird version that we had is weird universe that we were involved in. No, because I mean, look, it, it's almost a situation where you have a guy who is more in control of what his character is doing. And his, not every idea he has, some of his ideas are really bad, but he's still getting them through, right? Uh, who, uh, the perfect example of that, he wasn't a wrestler, but uh, who's the fucking, the guy, the Attitude Era guy that went to WCW? The oh, fucking Vince writer, Russo. Vince Russo. When you had Vince Russo oh ideas God. that got filtered through Vince McMahon and, or, or other people, and they were like, yeah, this one's good, these eight are bad. So we've got a filter on them. And now you're having Cody Rhodes not having as much creative, not having the creative control that he may have had in AEW, and you're just getting him playing inside of the box that he's being, you know, the storyline, the script that he's being given. Maybe having a little bit of an ability to tweak certain things, but the script that he's given, and he comes off, he, he's not going to come off weird. I think, you know, when they were showing that Rhodes to the Top show, it almost looked like everything that came off bad was fucking hashed right from his head. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's he. His father wasn't <laughs> that much better, right? Like, there are ways that you do. I, I think what happens is, is that you have these grand schemes of what you want to do as a character right you want your character to do these things this is how i want to tell my character these are the things that are going to happen but you're not a fucking television writer so you don't know how to deliver these things on tv in a timely fashion it just comes out like a garbled fucking mess are you wearing a fucking la parker shirt see oh wear a wrestling shirt every week you sat back and I just saw that fucking face. I was like, you have to get me. I saw it. I was like, nice. See. Brandon, any thoughts on, any thoughts on the, the uh, codes? What do you think about uh, the Dusty Roads not being that good? I wasn't around for it. I was fine, Dusty Roads. I mean, I was, I'm a little young to really get peak Dusty Roads. We only got the end of them. Well, I'm talking about him as a, as a writer. Oh, as a writer. Okay. Well, I mean, it was a goofy time, you know. You're competing with Vince with his weird shit. Right. And, you know, I'll tell the you. The Dark Scorpion shit was fucking terrible. It was a awful. terrible payoff. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the stuff that was like, like, I'm sure he wrote a lot of his own stuff, like him getting attacked by the, the four horsemen and breaking his arm and everything. Like, he probably had a hand in that. Yeah. But a lot of the dusty stuff was 
Was it before Bill Watts or after Bill Watts? Uh, it was during and after Bill Watts. Right. Uh, Kevin when he was on color commentary, he was writing. Yeah. So like, okay, so the pay per view we watch, Halloween Havoc, that's that's got Dusty written all over. It. Yeah. Terrible, yeah. terrible pay per view. Terrible. Yeah. yeah. The Phantom. But it's also got it's also got Bill Watts written all over it. It does. The Phantom of WCW has arrived. The Phantom. The Phantom of WCW has arrived, and you can see his mustache. And then the Dark Dark Scorpion arrives, and you can see fucking Flair's beak through the mask from a yeah. mile away. But um, he, you know, I've listened to Eric Bischoff talk about the this. Shockmaster. Yeah, I listened to Eric Bischoff talk about this, and he said that, and that's where I got that, you know, the television thing that Dusty had these grand ideas, and what happened when Eric Bischoff took over as an executive producer is he hired television writers to to uh, finagle his ideas into storylines that made sense on TV. Well, you had to make them practical. That's the catch. That's that's it. That's right? The whole argument against like. Well, why isn't this exactly like the comic book I read when I was 15? Well, it, because it, the, it would turn into terrible television. We have to streamline it. That's why. You can't have um, – you have to be able to emote what you're thinking and not have the words of what's going on in your internal dialogue on the screen. On the screen. The comic book. Yeah, come on. There you go. <laughs> Any other thoughts about – Dusty. Yeah, some of that Dusty stuff was great, but some of it was completely off the wall. The Lethal Lottery, that's Dusty, right? Battle Bowl, yeah. Battle Bowl, the Lethal Lottery. Um, what was the cyber one? Like, it was the whole pay-per-view, and it was like, is this is the pay-per-view of the future. Beep, 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 beep. No, no, is that one RoboCop saves same, same Steve? No, no, no. That's that's RoboCop, that's, that's Dusty. Um, Brandy, you know about RoboCop? No, I do not. Oh, my God. Chris, got it. I hope I'm getting this right. Sting was locked in a cage. Yeah, Sting was locked in a cage during a, I guess it was the good guys versus, I believe. Good guys versus, um, the four horsemen or some, Mm -hmm. or, or the, you know, Dungeon of Doom or whatever the big bad guy was at the time. And they were promoting Robocop 2. And then the actual Robocop showed up and broke the cage to get Sting out. And Sting came into the ring and, uh, saved the day. Robocop by his side. <laughs> I should do that. This is a real thing. Maybe you need to go back and watch the Robocop. Very Diet Pepsi freeze off. Uh, yeah, I'm actually interested in that. Yeah. Just from a disaster perspective. So, like, uh, yeah, Mountain Dew matches uh, are nothing compared to some of the shit we watch in WCW. <laughs> like, this is fucking terrible. It wasn't, you know, we were kids. I thought it was fucking great. We laughed our asses off. We thought it was hilarious. You know what I mean? As a kid, you're probably like, like, a kid watching that Mountain Dew match is probably scared shitless. Yeah. Whoa. And also, Whoa. you get money but from Mountain Dew. a 40-year-old man sitting in his basement with no hair on top and a big neck beard going, This is not where I expected to be Wyatt. Come on, fuck you, dude. I mean, it did stink, but, I mean, come on. Kids love this shit. Yeah, Chris, you were saying? Uh, Capital Combat 90. Was that, was, that was the RoboCop? Yeah. Watch RoboCop 2. Watch for RoboCop 2 coming this summer to theaters everywhere. So WCW obviously most likely was given money to advertise RoboCop. I'm sure they fucking needed it at the time. Um, 90 is Bill Watts. 
Right. Or it's um, not Bill Watts, the other guy who I can't think of his name. The one that told Ric Flair to cut his hair. That's who no, that's Heard. Heard, I think, was just a guy up top. He wasn't writing anything, I don't think. No, no, no. But I don't think Bill Watts I don't know. Who doesn't really matter because we're that's that's um that's uh semantics. But yeah, he saved Sting from the Four Horsemen. Okay. And yeah. it's cited as the worst moment in WCW history. And worst the, of the shock wrestler. Okay. Yeah, and the and the the impetus for the wrestling website wrestlecrap.com oh, it started. was a okay. fucking great website I don't know I think it came back for a bit but man Brandon there was a website called wrestlecrap and it was fucking just it was all just like this it was like angel fire style it was just a list of things and you could click on random shit like a Craigslist so of right yes, yes exactly that's what exactly what it looked like mm-hmm. it was so good yeah it was great that's how I when I worked on the Philadelphia Stock Exchange that's how I spent a lot of my time <laughs> oh yeah so did I <laughs> Up, it's back. Let's see what we got here. Yep, and it's still pretty much the same. The same? Dude, there you go. WrestleCraft.com. It's not as... as... Did this guy get in trouble or something, the WrestleCraft guy? Jimmy's on the stock exchange floor just going, I heard these guys might go public. The the dot-com bubble's coming. You're going to want to buy in at WrestleCraft. I was there for the... Dude, I worked there for the dot-com. I was there for for the dot-com bubble, and I was there for um, Enron. Wow. And 9-11. I was there for all of it. Yeah, I remember you were there. Nine, you were there. Nine, I was there for, like, epic moments. The only thing I missed is the banking fucking collapsed. <laughs> I was gone by that point. I would have caught four of the bigger fucking things that happened in the last 20 years. I would have been there ground zero during it. Absolutely. The Enron shit was insane. Let's get into it. Can we talk what? about it? The Enron, Enron shit. Just the day that it happened? No, it was it was rumored for a long time. So it wasn't oh, something okay. that happened immediately. It was right. just like people just trying to get the fuck out of their positions because we've traded off. Well, you, yeah, you probably saw like I know a bunch of the Enron execs like moved out of there shortly beforehand. I would imagine that would trickle through. Yeah. Oh, Enron's uh, not looking too hot. And then right. one day the bottom just falls out. Well, it was an interesting thing. And I don't know if this is true or not. I'd have to look it up. When I first started down there, there was single like automated trades were not a thing yet. That's how long ago it was. Like even companies like uh, Ameritrade, like the early um, online ordering, they still had to call. Like you put your order in to some dude who called the the order onto the floor. It wasn't automated yet, and there was a lot of stuff that was still singly listed. So like Home Depot was, you could only buy Home Depot options in stock in Philadelphia, or not stock. Stock you bought in the New York Stock Exchange, but options you could only buy them in Philadelphia. Uh, Trying to think of Dunkin' Donuts, I think was another company. It was just Philly. So it was, it was a different time. And then once everything got automated and like it just blew up. But I think Enron might have been a singly listed stock in Philadelphia, if I remember correctly. Jeez. Which was interesting. Nowadays it's just like, you know, I can go on my fucking phone and order, but back Robin then it was. Yeah, Robin Hood, right? It's an interesting time. I didn't learn shit though. Learned the basics and they didn't teach me anything else. They were like, all right, whatever. Here's some money. <laughs> like it's a waste, nonstop waste. There you go. Less nonstop okay. waste. Back to uh, back. Can to I just you. tell you real quick? Yeah, I went on WrestleCrap. It's still there, so it's something I think you should check out. I don't know if it still is. Uh, still is goes back as far as it used to. Mm-hmm. But on the header, there are four wrestling wrestlers' heads, two on either side of the WrestleCrap. The four wrestlers' heads are 
Aldo Montoya, I believe, the Portuguese man of war. Yes. It's just incredible. Um, the Repo Man. Yes. The Dar- Barry Darso? No. Oh, yes. It doesn't matter. Barry Darso. Barry Darso, right? El Gigante. And my personal favorite, Bastion Booger, which is this guy's personal favorite, too. I know he's always about Bastion Booger. Holy shit. There's right there at the top of the screen. Kill Bill with Beth yes. Phoenix and Kyrie Sane. I've never seen this video before. Holy shit, Beth Phoenix. Jesus Christ. Look at that caboose. There you go. It's still here. It looks exactly the fucking same. It's amazing. Yep. I'm glad that he didn't go any, didn't try to make it look any better. There's all kinds of new stuff on here. Look, it's Vince McMahon versus Pat McAfee. Yeah, it's good. We're going to have to check Ambrose, the germaphobe. <laughs> yes, wrestle crap. Fuck yeah, I know what to do when I'm bored now. <laughs> <laughs> Click the Hulk Hogan wristband candy dispenser. Oh man, I just uh, it just came to my attention. I didn't know this thing existed that there was a Jar Jar Binks taffy, where it was Jar Jar Binks' face. <laughs> you squeeze the trigger and the mouth opens and you lick his tongue. You're French kissing fucking Jar Jar. There you go. Oh, back to wrestling. By the way, is there any what of this? What of these matches? Uh, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I'm done. <laughs> I was going to say, what, 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 which ones of these matches are you excited for most, Brandon? I agree. I'm also done. All right, then I'll just say Brock Lesnar and Omos. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for Rey Mysterio and Dom Mysterio. Everything else I don't care about. And my favorites. I want to see my favorites. I want to see Io. I want to see Dakota Kai, Bailey, Asuka, Bianca Bella. All the girls. I want to see all the girls. There you go. Thanks for joining us. We can join us here every week. So, uh, where are you watching, Brandon? Uh, I don't know. Maybe you got Lorraine Bar. Maybe I'll stop over if you're working. I'll have it. I'll have it rocking and rolling up there. No sound though. Sorry. Be rocking and rolling. My TV doesn't have much volume. I found that out during the Eagles game. I couldn't get any louder than than a gentle whisper. And man, there were some people pissed they couldn't watch Rihanna. I was like, sorry. What are you gonna do? Go to fucking garage and watch it. You know what I mean? What the fuck you want from me? But uh, you yeah, ain't sure on, my life. I'll have it on Saturday and Sunday, but I won't be around Saturday. I'll be spending time with my wife. I'll probably watch Saturday's show on Monday afternoon. Okay, Chris, you were saying my line. You ain't chained to the radiator. That's true. Yeah, somewhere there's, else. There's a door. I don't know what to tell you. Brandon, thoughts? I swear I remember Kid Rock cranking the anthem through the Lorraine Bar during one of these WrestleManias. Did, some, did the speakers blow out or did it's a different TV. am I making this up? Okay. Yeah, it's a different TV. The TV isn't hooked up to um, to the stereo system. I could do that, but I'd have to buy a, a, an extender for the wires that already exist in the wall, and I don't feel like fucking doing it. And I'd have to pull the TV down because I, got, I don't know where the hell the connector is, where the uh, audio input and output are. I don't know where they are on the TV. Can I give you another translation for what Jim yeah. just said? Yeah. I don't give a fuck about anybody enough to actually put the effort in so <laughs> you guys can deal with it the way it is. Bye. That's my translation of what you just said. That's I mean, what I'll, put I sound, I'll put the sound on. I'll put subtitles on, but I, I can't. It just won't get any louder than that. And another thing dead, is that right? if, I, if I pump it through the speakers, mind you, mind you, no one else cares about wrestling. That couldn't sit there. Nobody gives right. a fuck. If I pump it through the speakers, everybody's got to listen to 
Corey Graves bad jokes. You know what I mean? Like and the cheering and the pumped in cheering. It's gonna be bizarre. Can't do that anymore. Remember when since I used to she, think since she's cloth died? What's that? Since she's cloth undies died. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, she's I told you about that. Right? R.I.P. That guy. Apparently he's a great man. Did he die? Yeah, he's dead. R.I.P. No, he's not. Apparently, yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I I found out like uh, fourth hand from some girl I used to work with. I guess was friends with him. She posted a picture like what you were always say? suffering. What did she say? She go, Jim. You were always suffering through your cheesecloth underwear, <laughs> Jim. I have seen as it. you shit through your cheesecloth underwear and you tried to capture the solids and separate the liquids. I knew that you were suffering. <laughs> cheesecloth underwear. If you're listening and you're still alive, send us an email. <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> Jim, I have, I have bad news. Yes, what is that? What is it? What is your bad news? Cheesecloth underwear is died. <laughs> Cheesecloth underwear is died. <laughs> One final blowout. Yeah, we had a couple. We had a couple of weirdos that were coming there. Chris, you were there for um, Dean Ambrose, girl, right? Brandon, oh right there. God, she's real good looking. Dude, let me tell you something. Whenever you there's always somebody that it ruins it for me, and I have to go home. Uh huh. Like, just shut, just sh- do me a favor. When they were, when the, when the crew that was coming in for wrestling was stoked on like Finn Balor, lasers and stuff, and like, yo, that's so awesome. I was like, okay, I don't belong in this room. There is a fucking disconnect here that you think this is cool, as cool as you think it, and I think it is awful, and I like some. Awful shit. And but there's there's awful. a crew of people, and you know we're, I hate to say it, but we're like the enlightened ones, the, the three of us, where we legitimately enjoy something that we know 100 percent is staged. Yeah, it's fucking, it's dumb. There's still, it's fun that are in that. Like there's a percentage of their brain that thinks it's all real in their head. Certain things, you know. What yeah, I mean? it's, that might be one of them. And there's and there's a um, there is, in my opinion, a definite. I mean, I don't think this is too far fetched. There's a definite. It comes. So any kind of culture like that where people are really into this thing, whether it be pro wrestling, comic books or anything like that, Star Wars. There is a definite feeling at the top that people that run these things. They're like, we got them. Yeah. We got them. We got their fucking money. I'm hoping we we get them with the CM Punk. I can't wait. I love being fooled. Fool me. Oh, man. I'd be Difficult. so happy. People will be angry. I'll be so happy. Oh, my God. People will be trying to rip their own eyeballs out. They'll be so upset. It'll be like like a like a warp to an alternate dimension that they should not have seen. The fifth dimension. I'm going mad. It's real to me. He doesn't respect the business. <laughs> yes, he doesn't respect the business. <laughs> 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 oh, I was laughing at Jimmy bringing up the "is he hurt" thing because one time a guy actually did die on a WWE pay per view, and I'll tell you what didn't happen: nine refs came sprinting down the ramp to go check on. <laughs> No, they all had cheesecloth underwear because they all just shit themselves and blow them out. <laughs> That's true. 
Oh, WWE Hall of Fame. We forgot to mention that. Let's do it. Did Rock? Kid Rock? <laughs> I went, no, he already is in. Remember, he was he's like, in, we're going to take them libtards. And remember, he goes, oh, God, he was libtarding. He was libtarding. I, I have such a, le- I such, my, my opinion of him has dropped so much because he said that. Yeah. <laughs> I actually heard a funny story about him. If you guys want to hear it, it's like, yes. I'll tell him like 45 seconds. Go ahead. Uh, I heard this on a podcast. Someone was like doing, I guess he does like a New Year's Eve bash and uh he he does this thing where he'll like show up drunk and act like he's having a good time talking to like all the the uh acts and then he'll hand like the poorest guy this wristwatch and be like here this is two hundred fifty thousand dollars i want you to have it like he's hammered and then watch all of the the people fight over it like you don't deserve that and i guess it's just some like twenty dollar amazon watch that looks like it's really expensive pretty good that's like his entertainment. It's just like watching all these people just like Gollum, Lord of the Rings over this Kid Rock's watch. Good. Are you ready for this? I mean, yeah. Speaking of Hall of Fame. Um, Ray Mysterio Jr. entered into the Hall of Fame. The Great Muda, still on his Great Muda retirement tour. He's going to be introduced. He's uh, Ray Mysterio is going to be inducted by Conan. So we get to see. We're going to be confused between... Ray Mysterio's head and Conan's cyst. Uh, the great, the great Muda. Oh, let me go through everybody. The great Muda will uh, be inducted by Ric Flair. Flair working. Flair Muda. Woo! Sorry. Come so, uh, Chris. Well, I mean Ric Flair. I just heard you. You came mm-hmm. into the room. What Ooh. is your? Do you have you practiced at your speech yet? I was, I was saying a style, woo, and profiling. I was Muda in a Japanese car and a horse, woo. That's a style, Muda. That's a style, Muda. That's a style. When he starts breaking his head open. Rick, stop, stop punching your own head. Stop. Calm down. Dad. dad. I hope, dude. Oh, God. Charlotte, Charlotte just entered the chat. I guess he just, I hope he gets like, is Ozzy Osbourne inducting anybody? No. Because if he is, then we have possibility for the death of the two of them at the exact same moment. I like they're just like, hey, Ric Flair, I I heard that it came out that you uh, showed your dick and made women touch your dick. Yeah, come on up on stage. No big deal. They don't fucking care. But this one, Stacey Keebler. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Stacey Keebler. Celebrity inductee. Celebrity, indu- yeah, inductee. Andy Kaufman, inducted by Jay L- uh, Jerry Lawler. R.I.P. Andy Kaufman. Are we getting Keeble that other? Are we going to get that other character that Who? Andy Kaufman used to draw? The fake Andy Kaufman. Tony Clifton. Yeah, Tony Clifton. Hey, you you <laughs> Brady, you know anything about uh, Andy Kaufman? Yeah, I don't know Tony Clifton. Tony Clifton Tony, was one of his characters. He was like this crass. Lounge. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then, and then when they were like, "Oh, well, that's obviously Andy Kaufman," he would have Bob Zemuda play him. Yeah, he'd have somebody else in the same place at the same time. Did you ever watch that Jim Carrey documentary about him getting into character for Andy Kaufman? No. Man in the Moon. Yeah, there's Man in the Moon. Then there's a documentary about him trying to do it. It doesn't matter if you guys didn't watch it. But it's fucking weird. Yeah. Maybe actually not like Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey's, Jim Carrey's an odd fuck, dude. He's fucking nuts. Let me tell you something about Jim Carrey. Yes. When Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, mm-hmm. Jim Carrey was like, 
fuck all you, I retire. He was like, I couldn't believe I was sitting there and they were fucking applauding him after the fact. Mm-hmm. He just was he there? Him. I think so, yeah. Whatever, maybe he was watching it. I don't know. But he said, I couldn't believe it. He said, if you, I, you better believe if he had done that to me, I would have had him arrested that moment. Yeah. He said, there's no way I wouldn't have. But I realized that I was a member of a group of people that had absolutely like no morals or no values or nothing whatsoever. And I don't want to be part of them anymore. So I give him a lot of credit for that. He came out and said, fuck all you. And then he went, then Wilson went one on an award and acted like nothing happened. <laughs> then what happened? Partied afterwards. And then, and then came out and after Chris Rock special came out and said, you know, I'm really embarrassed that he said those things about me at that special. I think you should stop talking about it. Something along those lines. Yeah. We should all forgive him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't care. The, the fucking show is, hasn't been entertaining in fucking a hundred since since uh, 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 Marlon Brando had that girl come out and say, "I don't want your fucking award." And yeah, that, right. Ain't nobody gives a shit about that show. I'll tell Grandpa you what, fucking show. I'll tell you uh, what. I'll tell you. What, I, I'm a sucker for they do, fist fights. They do fantastic. Whoever produces the vignettes on them do a fantastic job. Because they'll show like a lot of movies, older movies that I'm a big fan of, and it'll actually get me into an emotional state that I was when I first saw those movies or think about how awesome they were. And when they do, and this sounds, I don't even fuck what it sounds like. We talk about this all the time. Um, when they name all the dead people, because they show all the awesome shit that the dead people were in. But other than that, I could care less. Chris Benoit. <laughs> Chris Benoit. Jokey. The dogs are in the shed or whatever the fuck he left his note. There you go. Are you excited for uh, the uh, the Hall of Fame that I won't watch? I'm not. There I'm not. Right. Remember when that guy came in the ring after Bret Hart? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, FTR hair beat him up. It's Ric Flair. Why, why would the guy, the guy was just trying to be part of the show? What was that all about? Did we, did we ever get an answer? Mentally ill. Let's just That's go it, with right. that. Yeah. Mentally ill. Okay. He's like, I'll put it. Oh, God. Speaking of mentally yeah, ill, the guy, the guy that attacked fucking, tried to attack Hulk Hogan during the turn, and then fucking Kevin Nash beat the fucking shit out of him. They don't show it anymore. No, they don't show it anymore. They don't fucking show it. They used to show it back in the day. They don't show it anymore. It didn't happen. Maybe on WrestleCrap. All right. Any final thoughts, Brandon? No, I'm good. Uh, Chris, final thoughts? No, I'm good. WrestleMania weekend. Let's get pumped up. Let's fucking get fired up. Let's get fired up for it. Thanks for doing this. That's what we can do this every week at Wrestling is Odd. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number Four Wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. And for Brandon Chris, I'm Jim, and we'll be back here next week. 